Hey everybody, I'm Pat Hollander, and this is the second ever episode of the Pat Hollander Podcast. On this podcast, my guest was Amber Alt. Amber is a rising junior at Notre Dame. She's a finance major, and she is originally from Irvine, California, which is where I'm working this summer. Um, Amber is currently right in the middle of the recruiting process for investment banking. And on this podcast, we mostly talked about Amber's personal interest in investment banking, as well as why so many Notre Dame students seem to gravitate towards the field. We also chatted a little bit about Southern California life. Amber is super smart, really driven, and very well-spoken. I really enjoyed this conversation, um, so give it up for Amber Alt. All right, so we got Amber um, on the podcast uh, Amber is a, you're a rising junior at Notre Dame, um, right. and you are a finance major. You're from Irvine originally, which is where I'm working this summer. So that's kind of a cool coincidence. Um, and we're just going to talk about like banking and the recruiting process and your whole experience with it. Um, maybe a little bit about California, but, uh, um, tell me about why you, why you chose to pursue investment banking why you thought maybe that's a, a good path for you for the beginning of your career. And, you know, tell me about like how your summer's been so far. Um, tell you how, you know, how you're enjoying it and how it's going. Yeah. So investment banking is a career choice that I think is particularly interesting to me, um, especially out of college for a handful of reasons. I mean, first and foremost, it's probably the number one way to get the most amount of hands-on experience within such a condensed amount of time. That's kind of one of the traits that a lot of people um, are interested in when they're coming out of college for their first job is they just want to be able to get really hands-on with whatever they pursue. And in fact, in many of the bulge bracket banks, they have even shortened their analyst programs from being a three-year program to just a two-year program because they feel like even within just two years, bankers learn enough to be competent in either another role or even as an associate. Uh, Another reason why I think that banking is attractive to me is uh, because I find it to be really meaningful work. Initially, I entered into school thinking that I wanted to be a doctor. I had known from the time that I was younger that I really felt a connection uh, and wanting to have an impact on the world. And so naturally, I figured medicine would be the best way to accomplish this. However, throughout college, I realized that this can actually be done through a variety of different ways. And in fact, banking can be very meaningful because of the deals that one works on uh, really do, in fact, have an, have an impact on society as a whole. Because yeah. a lot of the deals bankers work on essentially drive the economy. Yeah. And in addition, um, because like a large portion of the world economy is driven by the U.S., bankers and their work really do affect the world as a whole, which is something that I don't think a lot of people realize um, when they think of investment bankers. And then another realization that I came to is that bankers essentially offer strategic financial advice to their customers and clients that they work with. So depending on your product, your coverage group you're in, and um, who your clients are, this can kind of be similar to what doctors do, just because bankers aid struggling companies or those who are unsure of what to do in a certain situation. So this was particularly attractive to me because throughout my life, I've had a handful of leadership roles, and so I've kind of been able to gain some skills that are required um, to give this advice. And then finally, growing up, my father always told me that 
the classic saying of if you're the smartest one in the room, you're in the wrong room. And kind of given the dynamic culture and environment that bankers work in, as well as the individuals that tend to be drawn towards banking, I know that the peers that I'd be working with would put me in a place that um, I know I'd be in the right room. Um, and then this summer, I'm actually doing private equity, not investment banking. So it's a little bit different, but um, a lot of the same skills and kind of reasons why I decided to pursue this um, are the same as why I'm interested in investment banking, kind of like meaningful work, being able to um, really impact the world. But also private equity is unique in the sense that you usually take mature or struggling companies and kind of try to build them up. And I think that's essentially really important because that's a way that creates jobs and really helps, um, once again, the, the economy as a whole. Wow. I mean, that's that's awesome. I mean, it really seems like you've kind of really thought this through and, and like you, you kind of have an interesting perspective. I love that, how you said um, that investment bankers are kind of like doctors in a way because you're, you know, you are giving that strategic advice to your clients and you're trying to help them grow. I mean, I'm, I'm working at like a commercial bank this summer um, and the particular bank I'm working at, they give loans to, um, you know, usually small manufacturing companies, but their kind of whole value proposition is they're going to give that strategic advice and they're just going to be a partner for you in growth. And that's, I think that's a really cool idea because you have some really amazing people out there. And, you know, it's the same with investment banking that you're meeting and you're, you're helping them get to that next stage in their company. Um, right. Just kind of like a side note, though. Did you take Gen Chem? I did take Gen Chem. <laughs> what do you, you think of that? Uh, Gen Chem was definitely a um, hard class. It was probably the hardest class that I've taken so far in college. Um, and although that that's true, definitely um, – gave me perspective and helped uh, encourage my work ethic. I ended up getting an A in the class, which is probably one of Whoa. my proudest achievements because it really did, um, it was a test of my ability, but um, I, I did do everything I possibly could to, to get that grade. I was in office hours, like almost every office hours that they had. I went to both the 820 section and the 930 section. The first one I went to go take notes and write down everything I could possibly um, scroll down and the second one I just kind of listened and absorbed it and then the third way that I really got um kind of like the wholesome experience is that my dorm actually had a study group every Wednesday night where we would um do the problem sets together which were almost impossible but we grinded through them um but Jack Camp definitely was one of the realizations that I came to that Probably being a doctor wasn't for me if I was already, you know, not really enjoying my science classes. Yeah, so I, uh, it's funny, I, I started off pre-med as well, um, <laughs> and I was like pre-med and econ, and then I took, wow. I took gen chem, and, uh, you know, it was one of those things where, like, I would study gen chem and just more or less hate every minute of it, um, right. and then I'd go and do econ, and it would be like, this is fun, like, I'm, I'm enjoying this, and it was as if, you know, I guess that's like the nerdy Notre Dame thing where like you're studying demand and supply graphs and you're like kind of reveling in it. Um, but like, you know, that's how it was because in comparison, you just realize like, wow, I, I really have a knack for one thing and not for another. And that's I just I mean, that's typical freshman year. Right. It's totally funny how numbers in one subject can completely make sense. Yeah. Whereas numbers in another just are kind of like a foreign language. That's a really good point. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, mm -hmm. So do you have any idea of what you might want to do after investment banking? I know you're you're kind of in the middle of the recruiting process now, and 
next summer, your, your hope is to do investment banking. And then after that, um, you know, work full time in investment banking. So, you know, have you thought about how you might want to continue um, maybe in finance, maybe in private equity, you know, I guess for you going back into private equity or, um, you know, have you given any thoughts of that? Yeah. So like right now, like you said, very interested in pursuing banking, but realistically, I know that most people who go into IB do not stay to be career bankers. Right. Um, so this might be because of the hours or just a desire for a new challenge, but whatever the reason, this does seem to be a trend. And so I have thought about this question before. So uh, personally, I think investment making is truly a test of one's grit and work ethic. If one can successfully complete the analyst program, I truly think the sky's the limit for these individuals. So one common career after investment banking, like you said, is private equity, which has definitely grabbed my attention, uh, mainly because I'm interning with a PE firm. Um, it's actually in downtown Chicago, and it's called Grow Catalyst Partners. So my internship is actually through an Overline Foundation firm, though, that's called the Illinois Venture Capital Association. And Growth Catalyst Partners is one of the many firms that belong to this organization. So within IBCA, there are six scholars, all of who work at a different one of the firms that belong to IBCA, and uh, every week we actually meet. And um, whether this is for a networking event or an information session or even just to tour uh, these different firms, uh, this firm, like IBCA, is really dedicated to exposing the six of us to a variety of different career paths within like the financial industry. So because uh, most of the firms who belong to the Illinois Venture Capital Association are either private equity firms or VC firms, uh, these are two career paths that I've been very exposed to, but that doesn't mean that careers in VC or PE are the only career paths that uh, people can pursue after banking. So in fact, some of the people that I have met with are gone to uh, like events that uh, IBC has held have um, decided to pursue um, a job within companies such as WeWorks, Google, or have even moved over to asset management. And some have even left the financial industry as a whole, so which is totally fine. But from my internship so far, I do find the buy side and the investment side to be very attractive. And I've really enjoyed my time here at the firm. And I'm pretty amazed at how complicated the deals are because you don't really realize that unless you're really in an internship experience. But being so young, moving into PE or really doing anything other than banking is something that still seems pretty far away to me. Um, like you said, it's pretty crazy that at age 20, I not only have to know that I want to be a banker when I graduate, but also I'm right now being exposed to what my second, third, or even fourth job could be. Right. I guess that goes along with the thought, though, that Rather than having a career of a lifetime, millennials are expected to have a lifetime of careers. Yeah, so, that's a good point. Yeah, so if this thought is accurate, like I really do believe that banking significantly prepares one for whatever career they want to pursue in the future. Yeah, I mean that that's kind of the the um, you know what I've been told as well. I mean it just you know it really does prepare you well, and it's awesome that you in your basically your sophomore summer internship you're getting exposed to those deals because I know you know that's something that not a lot of people get exposed to and, and it's something that you know kids kind of kind of fight for that opportunity to, to even be in the room when those deals are going on because that that experience is so valuable and so marketable so that's really awesome for you and it's it's super exciting I mean it sounds like um it sounds like you're really enjoying it and you're enjoying it for the right reasons too which is which is awesome right yeah I mean my internship is particularly awesome because it's a pretty small firm 
Um, and I, because of that, though, I get to be on every phone call, so I get to hear what's going on on all parts of the deal. Um, we actually have a couple deals that are going on right now, and we closed one on Friday. Oh, that's and, exciting. Um, yeah, it was very exciting, and yeah. my boss, my direct boss, is super awesome. He did banking before. That's very common. Um, and so he understands kind of what position I'm in. He's been giving me advice from um, – his time as a banker as well as has been giving me some pretty good technical experience because he's been giving me uh, models to work through and has been really, really willing to kind of sit down and, and talk about them with me, which not a lot of people at this point really get the yeah. summer after their sophomore year. So that's awesome. And then also just the, the networking um, that the Illinois Venture Capital Association has allowed me to do. So I've met a number of people that are um, pretty involved within the financial industry within Chicago. And Chicago is just a very attractive place to me. So um, I've been really, really lucky, honestly, and really enjoyed the summer. That's awesome. That's so good to hear. Um, so, so one thing that's kind of like almost spoken about too much is that investment banking is like unbelievably popular in Notre Dame, where it's it almost seems like if you're majoring in finance, everyone always asks you like, "Oh, are you trying to trying to work on Wall Street?" And it, it's as if that's the only option. Um, but is there any reason do you think that you know it's become so popular in Notre Dame in particular? I mean, I I think one thing that has been tossed around that I think is actually interesting, kind of speaks to your point about investment bankers being like financial doctors is that Notre Dame kids kind of like helping other people. I guess that's kind of like in the, in the DNA of the school. Um, you know, yep. whether that's the, the, the focus on service that goes on at Notre Dame or, you know, or some other aspect, um, you know, kids do like being in the room with someone who's struggling with something, you know, in their life or in their business and kind of helping them out with it and providing that, um, that solution, or in the case of investment banker, that's strategic advice. Um, but what do you think? What do you think kind of draws Notre Dame students to investment banking? Yeah, I mean, I totally see that. Um, Notre Dame is known for sending a lot of kids to Wall Street, and I, I think that's awesome. And I never really thought about that point before of um, Notre Dame students really wanting to help each other out. But I think that's definitely valid. But um, I like, I definitely have a few reasons of my own why I think banking is super common to go to from Notre Dame but I think um I want to jump into that question by letting uh by uh, kind of talking about two questions that I always ask analysts when I'm on networking calls or at networking events so those two are what made you choose the particular firm that you're at and what is one quality that you think is imperative to be successful in your line of work and uh, more often than not I get these two answers, which are the people or the firm at the firm is why I chose to work at the bank, and the most important quality is a strong work ethic and a desire to learn. So I think these two answers are pretty similar to what Notre Dame strives to implement with students, and it's just a few of the numerous reasons why I personally chose to attend school at Notre Dame. So Notre Dame is a university that's pretty well respected within the academic world, but it's also founded on ideas, like you said, of teamwork, faith, excellence, and wanting to help each other. So I think given these themes, many individuals naturally see themselves as someone who carries some of the qualities that are found within bankers. Um, in addition, the rigorous coursework at Notre Dame um, really does implement a sense of grit within many of the students. So. Yeah. 
Um, students, I mean, at Notre Dame, like you know, tend to be involved in a handful of outside activities and extracurriculars. So um, that kind of establishes a great sense of time management when you have flag football practice, but you also are involved in a couple academic projects and your classes are pretty hard. So you got to be able to grind and grind with a good attitude is, I guess, the best way to put it. Oh, no, I, I totally agree. I think... Another thing that, like, kind of gets thrown around, too, is the, I know it might, might sound silly, but the weather, I think, is, like, an important thing, or something that kind of goes, like, unnoticed. It's kind of dark and cold at Notre Dame, and you have this unpredictable weather, and for, like, you know, oh. for, like, seven months of the year, you're pretty <laughs> much not going outside. And I, I honestly right. think that, I really think that impacts the character of kids, because, you know, I mean, I'm, like, I'm, you're from Southern California, I'm working here now, I have no idea how I'd ever get any work done if I went to school here, and, you know, I, I know kids do, but... You know, when you're at you're at, when you're at Notre Dame, there's just such a focus on kind of being inside and studying and and collaborating with other kids and you know being there for the right reasons. You know, being there to better yourself. And I think that's something that you see in Wall Street, you, you see in other industries, but you know, it definitely makes sense that Notre Dame kids would be drawn to that. Oh, totally. I mean, yeah. I mean, as much as the perma cloud is, um, you know, not not my favorite thing, it definitely helps me to kind of want to stay inside and really like nose the grind. Which, like you said, in California, I have a number of friends that you know go to San Diego State, go to UCLA, go to USC, and they go surfing. I mean, at San Diego State, there's even a class dedicated to surfing. You yeah. Would never get that. <laughs> no, I, I totally feel that. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm- it's funny. I've yeah. like I've like dabbled in surfing during my time here. I'm horrendous at it. I two days ago I rode my first wave ever, and it was I was like super I was super stoked as they would say. But yeah. uh, but but I it's it's like hang you ten. know hang ten. That's right. But it's funny because you like just the, the you know the kids that you meet out there they're very different than the, the types of kids you meet at Notre Dame. And um, you know I mean there's good and bad to that. But I you know you definitely see why Notre Dame kids kind of gravitate to to one type of injury, industry or one type of work. Right, yeah, the, the culture shock was was kind of it was huge for me. Oh yeah. But um, yeah, but I mean, also like the rigor of the courses at Notre Dame like help establish the ranking of the school. Yeah. Which is for another sure. factor that goes into the recruiting process. I mean, there's an overwhelming amount of bankers that come from Ivy League schools. However, the second most drawn from schools are considered like Ivy equivalents, and mm-hmm. Notre Dame and a handful of other institutions often find themselves within the bracket. Right. But I mean, you also have to remember the point that Notre Dame has historically had a very prestigious business school and a very good placement into investment banks so in addition i'd argue that it's a school with one of the highest amount of legacy children within the institution so many of these kids come from upper middle class families and uh given that sometimes it's a pretty clear choice for these individuals to study business because it's what their parents or grandparents pursued and, and were successful in and then i think the last point you have to remember um is that notre dame is special for so many reasons but one of which is was the alumni network so the alumni network at notre dame is unparalleled throughout the nation and, yeah uh, we really do push um for people, you know, fellow Notre Dame people to, to be at their firm. So Notre Dame is a school that has alumni in every part of the country, all the way from New York City to California. That's pretty rare because uh, many uh, individuals who attend other schools that have strong alumni networks tend to retain those alumni within a pretty small radius of, of the physical, to the physical campus. So, like, this includes schools such as UCLA and USC and some of the Ivies. But Notre Dame, on the other hand, has a very proud alumni kind of everywhere. And they really do want to give back to the university by trying to recruit those who um, go there and 
in our pursuit of a job. That is that is such a good point that you bring that up, the alumni network, because it's actually funny. So this summer, um, in Southern California, the the um, the California Club of Notre Dame has has been setting up these like small group meetings with different companies in Southern California for Notre Dame kids to like go and meet alumni who do things that they want to do in the future. So I've gone to like you know VC firms, and I was able to go to a uh, believe it or not, I was actually able to go to a podcast company um, oh, wow. called Stitcher. I got to meet with, you know, Notre Dame alumni there just one-on-one. And we just talked about the podcast industry and, and kind of what she does at Stitcher. And it was like, I kind of left thinking, I can't believe I was in that office. I can't believe I was welcome in there. And it's all Notre Dame, you know, and even, even the people at work were like, oh, we're, you know, cause my boss was nice enough to, to let me off a couple hours earlier to let me do that. And people were like, well, you know, what was going on? And I said, well, you know, the alumni just kind of, they just kind of meet with you and they just get to know you. And they're like, well, why do they do that? Are they trying to give you a job? And it's like, no, not exactly. They just, they just want to meet you and they want to, they want to, they just want to help you. And it's, it's something that, you know, when you meet other kids from different schools, you realize that that's not the norm. You know, it's not, it's not what goes on at every, every school. So we're really lucky to have that. It's really, really good that you brought that up. Yeah, totally. I mean, I've had my own personal connections with the California club. Casey Kelly, the leader Casey of it. Kelly, yeah. um, she's awesome. I mean, um, they've set up those kind of recruiting things in the past. I went to one last summer and I met a handful of people. I mean, probably 50 or so people that were obviously very successful. Um, they just want to give back. And um, I think that's kind of personal to me because my grandfather went to Notre Dame and he came from a very, very, very poor family, but got himself into Notre Dame, worked multiple jobs to be able to afford to go there. And um, Notre Dame was really kind of the changing factor of why he was able to kind of make it out of just this extreme poverty. And so I think people um, who share, who kind of, kind of have a similar background to that and share um, that, have a particular interest in wanting to give back to the Notre Dame community because it is really a life-changing experience to be able to get an education and, and move forward. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's just like, it, it's something that we're really lucky to have. And it's funny because I, I don't I mean, I, I'm sure you remember at the, the California club meeting, like later on in the semester when Casey Kelly was trying to uh, kind of market all these jobs that California has to kids. And I showed up because I had gotten an offer from Opus Bank, which is where I'm working now. And I was like, okay, I'm here to learn about California. And I ran into you and I, and you were like, oh, where's your job? And I said, oh, Irvine. And you were like, that's uh-huh. where I'm from. It's beautiful. And I, and you know, here I am now. So, I mean, it's like, it's, it's just like, it's, it's, um, it, it really is life changing. And like, you know, I'm a perfect example of that. Cause I never, ever, ever would have come to California if, uh, you know, it wasn't for the alumni network. I'm even, I'm staying with a Notre Dame family this summer. Like I, I ran into a, I was able to meet a Notre Dame senior and he, you know, his family's, you know, renting me a room for, you know, much less than I would have gotten anywhere else. And that's just because they're generous and they, they wanted to, to allow me to have this opportunity. And that's just like, you know, I don't think you're going to get that at, at a lot of schools. So, so that's a, a really cool thing that we have. Yeah. We're really lucky to go there. Oh yeah. Um, so Kind of going off of that again, um, I want to talk to you about Irvine specifically. So this is just kind of like, I guess, kind of relevant to both of us because you're from there and I'm, I'm working there now. So what's your favorite part of Irvine? I know you said you like Chicago. I think, are you, are you planning on staying in Chicago or coming back? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really do love Irvine. Um, I've grown up there my whole life. One of the reasons that my parents moved there um, 
25 years ago was that Irvine is a planned community. So Yes, I just learned this recently. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of green belts. Um, it's kept very well. Like There's gardeners that come around, at least in, in my community, every Monday to keep the, the plants nice and um, mow the grass and whatnot. And also the shopping centers are very manicured. Yeah. And there's parks. So it's all about kind of like family and including one another. Um, so I grew up taking uh, part in a number of different um, events that were within Irvine. So I swam for my local community swim team. Um, and so Irvine's kind of unique because it's broken to a number of different, quote, villages. So I lived in the village of West Park, and there I think there are like 23. But So I swam for the village of West Park, and we swam against many different of the other villages within Irvine. And so that was really fun growing up. But... Uh, one of my favorite spots is a hiking trail, um, and on the western side of Irvine, it has a funny name, it's actually called Suicide Hill, but um, it's beautiful to go to, and if you climb up there, you can see almost all of Orange County, and it's particularly beautiful at night, so I actually had two friends come home with me for spring break, and we did that, and it was really great, um, and then also Irvine's unique because it has a pretty cool history. It um, was started by Mr. Irvine. It started as a ranch, actually, a cattle ranch, Yeah, and it was eventually the land was bought um, by the government. I think it was during World War II when they needed the land. But Irvine has a really unique history, and they have actually um, one of the original homes as one of the three libraries that are that's within Irvine. And you can actually go see that house because it is a library. And so um, when I learned that, I was pretty amazed um, just because, you know, that's just where I've grown up. I didn't really think Irvine was any, anything special. Um, but I love doing that. And then also just the fact that you're so close to the beach. I mean, you're one city east of Newport beach, probably one of the most famous beaches within Southern California, Newport and Laguna for sure. But, um, so I spent a lot of time growing up at Newport beach and, um, within some of those sub beaches. And I have a number of friends that live in with that city. So, uh, love that, but on to Chicago. Um, Chicago is one of my absolute favorite cities within the United States. I mean, I love Boston, I love D.C., I love Chicago. Of course, I love Irvine and Orange County, but I just, I do think that um, I will probably find myself not going back to Irvine Orange County um, just in my young years because realistically there's a lot more opportunities within New York, Chicago, especially within finance. But this doesn't mean that I won't eventually end up in Southern California. I mean, I really do think of myself as being a Southern California girl. I love flip-flops. I love tank tops. I love shorts. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, when you think of the big investment banks – those are usually, I mean, those are always in New York, always in Chicago. There's a few in the San Francisco, L.A. area, but, I mean, not in Orange County. I didn't even know what investment banking was in high school because none of my friends' parents were investment bankers. And I didn't know what private equity was because there are a few um, firms within Orange County, but when you think of the big firms like GTCR, Toma Bravo, Carlisle, um, Thomas H. Lee Partners, just to name a few, like, you're not going to find those in Orange County. You're going to find those in, in the bigger cities. So 
I mean, although I love Orange County and I do think I'll probably end up there eventually just because that's where my family is, that's where I grow up, it's, it's home to me. Like, I'm really excited to kind of, you know, do the wanderlust thing and kind of move around, explore yeah. cities while I can. I know what you mean. I, I think, like, I, I almost feel like I'm in a similar boat because I think my plan is to go back to New York, like, for, you know, the first couple years out of college because it's like, oh, I can you know, live at home in New Jersey and, and work in New York. It's a great setup, um, especially right. especially when you're just out of college. But then I'll, I'll go to, like, uh, like San Onofre Beach here, and I'll be like, you know, maybe I'll come back here eventually. It, it is a big adjustment when you first come out here, but it, there's nothing like it. I mean, it's it, it literally right. has not rained since I've been here. I, I, yeah. I realized that a couple weeks ago. I was like, has it rained? It hasn't rained. It's never rained, and it's always 75. It's crazy, so... It's yeah, hard not to funny. feel like you want to come back. That's funny. I mean, I know in some places in the country, like, summer kind of is the rainy season. And yeah. I understand why. Like, it's hot. You know, the water from the lake or the ocean, like, evaporates, condenses, and it needs to release. But California <laughs> just doesn't get hot enough right. to where the water evaporates. So, yeah, yeah it doesn't rain. Our it's rainy perfect. season is January, February, um, which is everyone else's snow season. So, it makes sense, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And it's like, I remember I was at work once and I, I told my coworkers like, yeah, I'm going to go to the beach today. And they were like, oh, you know, it's super cloudy. Why are you going to the beach? And I looked outside and there was like five clouds in the sky. And I was like, this isn't cloudy. Like there are clouds in the sky. That's not, doesn't uh-huh. mean it's cloudy, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a cool place. Definitely one of a kind. Um, yeah, that's California cloudy though. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, Amber, I want to let you go. Um, for, the, for anyone listening, Amber is currently in the office working. There's no one else in the office, and she's there doing extra work because she's a gritty Notre Dame student, um, and that just speaks to it. So keep working. Good luck with everything. Thanks so much for doing this. Uh, it was uh, awesome. No problem. Happy to do it.